Welcome to the Good Talent Podcast. It's great to have your company. My name's Tony Nichols, the CEO and founder of Good Talent Media. Joined by the Welshman, John Sullivan. How's things, mate? Yeah, lovely, Tony. Great to be here as always. I guess we're ticking through is like the top three most commonly asked questions in media training. So what happens if I black out? That's definitely one. One we're going to focus on today is what happens if a journo comes up to me in the car park? My dear, John, why are people even asking that? Well, I think if they are, it usually says that they're in, a, they're in a bad spot and they probably haven't done the right things the two or three steps before because most first-tier journalistic uh, institutions, they'll reach out to people for, for interview and comment. They'll try and do that formally through, you know, representatives or an email or a phone call. For someone to take the step to sort of, you know, doorstep someone, as you might call it, their personal residence or their, their place of work or when they're getting in the car, it's usually because you've given the impression that you're not going to give comment and it probably tells us that there's a controversial story or something that has happened and you're not prepared to tell your side of the story and therefore you've almost lost control. I think it harks back to the incorrect assumption that if it's not in the media, that's good crisis media management. I totally disagree because if you've done bad stuff or there's bad things circulating about your brand and you know about it, your staff know about it, your clients know about it, ex-staff, ex-CEO, ex-board members, you can go back for years, right? If it's out there, it can be in the media any moment. So it's not successful crisis media management that it's not out there now. That's why you're worried about going to the car park. And if I was to also quiz you, how are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. My God. Exactly right. I think if we're in that level uh, of situation and something must be going wrong in, in the place of work or, or your industry or sector. And as, as you said in the past, well, you need to be working out one of the solutions to this, this scenario and going out there and getting your case studies and your call to action and your story partners. Um, because that's going to be fundamental in trying to turn this situation around. And if a journalist has obviously taken this step, it must be because, as I say, the usual channels are, are blocked off. So if it happens, what would you advise to someone, Tony? Yeah, so I think we've set up the context right. They're coming up to you in the car park. You've got so many things wrong in the lead up to that. So yeah. we can't we can address that. But here you are now in the car park and it's Mr. Sullivan. Is it true? And the mic's in your face and the yeah. door's open. Yeah. Wow. Now, that's a bad look. It is. Like, that's so bad for your brand that's captured on television or otherwise. So what are you doing there? So it's interesting. You've got me on the spot a little bit too. You're highlighting the prep we put into these things. So if that's the case, nothing's coming to mind right now, but it will, John. What do you think? I don't know. It always looks to me like the person's trying to get away from the scene. So like they're trying to quickly get in their car and, 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 it, and it looks like they're hiding something because they just want to physically get out of there. So perhaps like logically, just to stop, and acknowledge and be a human being and speak to the journalist and, and then you could say something along the lines of i wasn't aware that this was a question that you know you were seeking an answer to um i'll go away and do some research and and, and find out uh, exactly what you're talking about and come back to you with a more considered response you know be a human being buy some time you don't want to be defensive right you're in a terrible situation i would say because you and all your organization has created this terrible situation yeah so the last thing you want to do is no comment that's just a no-no. The last thing you want to do is just to hop in your car and drive off because they've got the vision of that happening or they can write that that happened. He, did, he, he, he evaded question or whatever it is. I think you don't want to be defensive. I think you've got to play the game now. Yeah. Uh, actually, more than happy to interview. Do you want to organise a time? Like, mm. I'm on the fly now. You're on the fly. Can we do this nicely? Yeah. So if we can just get rid of this camera right now and we can book a proper sit-down interview, yeah. I'd be going for that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be going for that as number one because now you're in control. Yeah. So now often you're dealing with very junior journos that might go, okay, great. Mm. And if there's no deadline on this. So secondly, if you're stuck in the that jam, in that car, car park sort of doorstop situation, 
it could be uh, it could be something like uh, yeah, more than happy to help. More than happy to help and give you all the information that you need. Uh, you do have me on the fly right now, so that's how I'd be. That, that's the sense of what I'd be trying to do. Yeah, same here. I think um, you know sometimes you see people being quite um, verbally aggressive to a journalist, and that that's never a good look. Of course, you know physical. Uh, sometimes you know pushing away a camera or you know putting your hand up to block a lens, and that always looks pretty poor as well. I think anything evasive in terms of your your, your physical conduct and indeed the words you're using. The audience will make their mind up that they've done something wrong. Whereas if you if you give them a reason, you know, to give yourself some time to find out more, I think they'll probably respect that a touch more. Ideally, you're getting the time, and then this this little interview goes off the file, and you get the time, and you're in. If you don't have the time. I want you to focus on the victims in the situation that they're referring to now. Yeah. So it's victims, families, and friends. So, oh, but we're so concerned for everyone affected. We're doing everything we can to support everyone who's grieving right now. So these lines are good lines. It's not about you being defensive. It's not about you running away. We've set up a counselling line for them. We're doing this for them. We're doing that for them. More than happy to give you some more information. They're good lines that make you look good in a tough situation. Yeah, exactly right, because you're showing empathy and you're not making it about you. And it, it looks selfish if you say anything like, oh, this is not a good time for me right now. As you say, you've always got to have a front of mind the, the, the people and the outcomes that, that, that you might be speaking to. And so that, that's great advice, Tony. And we're just some of those holding phrases and, and sort of, um, maybe just you know being a normal person and looking at the camera and smiling you could probably or if not appropriate to smile being respectful in, your, in, in the way you carry your demeanour that could be a good step so if you back it up a bit yeah well, way before this car park problem that you've got journos have reached out you've known about this problem for some time so that's your opportunity firstly as a leader to solve the problem care for everyone who's upset create a better business innovate more improve things mm. so that's you as a business getting better because you've learned and then you care for all the victims and families and friends and then put together a statement to the press reactively if they were to reach out because they would have prior that shows that you've been doing all this good stuff now you're not going to get hit up in a car yeah that's exactly right you've got to go on the process of, of working out well first of all organizationally what are your goals and how you're going to achieve them and then how you're going to communicate that you know what are your key messages about these different topics you know who are the key audiences that you're trying to reach are you prepared you know, in terms of you know, professionalism to, to go out and speak about these things. Have you done the, the practice? Have you been media training, presentation trained? Do you have the right case studies and partners on board? And what are you asking for? You know, what is your call to action, if anything? All this kind of stuff. Ultimately, John, people hate journals. I, I didn't realise that, you know, that virtually friendless working across a lot of different newsrooms, yeah. right? But even in my family groups, in my friendship groups, you know, you, you're distrusted, if not disliked. And, you know, the professions look down upon. People are scared of journos. Mm. So hence, you don't engage with these stakeholders in good times or bad. Mm. And that's what puts people in trouble. No, I think that's exactly right, Tony. I think um, there, there is a diminishing respect, sadly, for, for journalism. And I think, um, you know, the advent of sort of social media and we've all got phones where you can record and, and post and make our own content. I think people think, well, why should I go to these new sources for this now of course we know how trusted these new sources are and when there's a crisis on like a pandemic you're going to go to the abc or a similar platform to, to make sure you're getting the correct information that always happens but you know there is that kind of narrative and chatter of barbecue sometimes when you hear people talking about it going oh yeah why would i read that when i can just literally go directly to a source that was there on site you know you hear lots of comments like that so this is the changing paradigm that we're in i think People do gravitate towards uh, established news channels in times of crisis and, and when they need to know something factually correct. But there is a, for, for other stuff, entertainment and so on, it seems to be this move towards sort of independent podcasts and information and content sources and there's that tension. 
well, that's a good thing for you then as an organization. Hop on, be mm. a broadcaster, be a publisher, get your narratives out there. Yeah. So, you know, you're a CEO or a leader, you know, talk about your great culture, talk about the great innovations that you're doing. So, in fact, too, because if you're in media trouble, the conventional media will rip that stuff off your own publication. So there's an opportunity there for you to write story to control stories, John. John, it's an interesting one, getting hit up in a car park. I've heard it so many times. It's usually the start of a four-hour crisis media training session where we make it impossible for that to happen. Yeah, exactly right. I think the the best advice that I'm hearing from yourself here is, look, don't get in that position. Have a plan. Uh, Be real about where you are. And and if there are problems, have a plan to to try and deal with them. Looks like you're going to wrap it now, John. Yeah, um, yeah, thanks thanks for your time, Tony. It's lovely as always.